You're listening to the Below the Yellow Line podcast from Hello, everybody. I am, uh, I'm really glad that I have something else to do with my night tonight, because, uh, I'm an Arkansas <laughs> fan. We're getting, it's not going well for us, Arkansas we're getting our tails handed to us by UConn, so first of all, good game, UConn Huskies. Um, if some miraculous comeback happens while I'm recording this podcast and I don't see it, I'm going to be really sad. Good game, UConn. You, you whooped our tail. Any UConn fans listening to this, you can, you can comment or, you know, make a snarky comment and we deserve it because, man, we played terribly tonight, but um, still proud of our Razorbacks for making it to the Sweet 16. We get to hang a banner. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, okay. Still had an all right year. Um, so that's my personal life update, I guess. Sad about that. Happy to have, you know, other stuff in my life, you know, aside from my basketball team. Um, did, oh, no, it's not your spring break anymore. That was last week. Did, did you just fall flat on your face after spring break or did you readjust oh man like listen getting back in the swing of things it's rough it's rough i uh think you know you go from spring break where you're like yeah i got like solid 12 hours of sleep last night I'm like oh i can't sleep um five hours Four, <laughs> yeah three. that works what do you sleep sleep no <laughs> not me not me no not at all so, we're working on getting back up there, getting back into routine. I'm doing laundry tonight. Oh, congratulations. You know? I mean, that's important. It is important, yes. It that is important is to have clothes. Right there. really is. Yes, it, it truly is. So, uh, bye. maybe by the next podcast, I'll be like, yeah, I've got my life together. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There'll probably be a pre-race podcast out just solely for previewing Circuit of the Americas either tomorrow or Saturday. Hopefully Friday, or Friday is tomorrow. Um, but yeah, um, I do want to ask everybody a rhetorical question because I got some advice from, from, from a family member about, about doing this on podcast. And she doesn't really care about NASCAR, but she does like to listen to us um, talk and apparently say so. funny things. Apparently, uh, apparently people in, in Belgium do too. So again, shout out to all the people in Belgium that somehow Belgium. stumbled Belgium. across this. I have no clue why you want to listen to a couple of Southerners talk about the sport that's, I assume, non-existent in Belgium, but hats off to you for, for doing it. Um, we do have something about talked about to talk about hats a little later as well. Um, but I do want to ask a rhetorical question here. This was something that I randomly thought of when I couldn't go to sleep last night at like one thirty or wherever it was that I had woken up. Uh, if there was anybody, any, anybody, you know, not anybody, any foreign country uh, in the world that you could live in, whether it be for just one day or a hundred years, where would it be and why? So I, I want to ask you, Emily. I know you're not the biggest person on traveling, but where where would you want to be? to travel i just don't like airplanes is the issue oh i gotcha so we're gonna rhetorically say that i um that i could you know go somewhere and pretend like an airplane doesn't exist right oh yeah you got that from your mom definitely so, yeah for show. i think it runs in the fans a little bit <laughs> a little bit um <laughs> just a smidge so ooh, see and i had no idea this question was coming so i had zero think time off the cuff it's my always better my first instinct would say I, ha I have so much interest in like Australia and New Zealand mm. but also like also very intrigued by like European cities like yeah. London yep um, and I, w I don't think I'd want to live in like a big European city like I don't I wouldn't want to live in Paris but like yeah, that's a too country big. French countryside outside exactly. of Paris like that'd be legit yeah, I I don't know why I had this. I, I, oh gosh, sorry about that noise. I went there once, and it was when I was eight years old. And I don't even think this is the reason why I went to to England. Went to London. I love that place. I, it's not really even because I went there. I don't think like it was fun, but um, I, I'm I'm intrigued by like the royal family situation. <laughs> I don't know if you keep up with that. Probably I really not don't. As much as me. Probably not. Um, but it's so interesting. Do you, do you buy all the tabloids at the grocery store when you go to checkout? Who buys tabloids anymore? It's all free online. That's, 
that yeah that's true um yeah the most royal family coverage i've ever kept up with was when the queen died and you know i just i, I watched like two hours of it that day because i was like oh important world event and i want to tell my grandchildren i remember where i was in my basement when i saw that so um you know very, very important stuff there i think i was at work uh, probably so considering it happened on like noon on a weekday seeing, yeah i remember seeing like she'd gone into a hospital yeah because at, at lunch we were talking about it and then like by the end of the day yeah, they at least yeah and most likely she probably was already that's true yeah i didn't think about that they probably did uh-huh. before they uh-huh. to give bbc and all those people time to announce it um speaking of the, i would love to be in a country where the bbc is though because like ireland london well i don't know if they're not you know england scotland ireland i had some friends all that stuff spring break. oh really it sounds so cool yeah yeah and I'd, i want to be a sheep herder in ireland not really um but living in like the irish countryside would be like i feel like as close to heaven on earth as you can possibly get um because it's beautiful there especially in the spring when everything's green but yeah england uh ireland scotland um place like that i do i want to live there i don't know how long i could stand it before i'd have to come back home to where you know tea is uh cold and not hot but um it it'd be really fun to to be somewhere like that um, so answer that in in the comments or you know in your head uh, just something you know it's an icebreaker something to you know break all the obvious tension that we have because you know this is such an intense situation that you're in listening to a podcast um, we're going to take our first slight commercial break which Emily actually did send me some commercials the other day so we are actually going to have them? I am we're actually going to have like a four <laughs> or five second commercial break so uh, brace yourselves these are going to be the greatest advertisements in the history of advertisements and then we'll come back and actually talk about what you're here for NASCAR Walmart where our chicken nuggets are frozen Walmart okay I guess we we can't make the joke about like the longest commercial break ever and it being ironic, but they're still pretty short say, commercial that was breaks. The best commercial you've ever heard ever. Right? I know, right? I mean, right? it was like four seconds, but you know, short and sweet's what they say, right? Um, so it is it is Thursday, right? Yeah, it's Thursday. Uh, my mind's a little afraid this week, if you couldn't tell. Um, tomorrow is Friday. The next day is Saturday. The next day is Sunday. We have a race Where? on Sunday. I know, right? How long has that been going on? Like, four billion years? Pfft, that's not long enough for my brain to adjust. Like last week. I know, right? I swear, they just made that change last week. Um, but we had a race at Atlanta this past Sunday. We'll have another one at Coda this next Sunday. That is just some wild scheduling by these NASCAR guys. Um, Joey Logano picked up the win at Atlanta this past Sunday, locking himself into he the playoffs. Didn't he he kind of did dominate. He led what, like 140? I think 140 laps, 141, something like that. Did you watch the clip I sent you of Denny walking, uh, walking in on Brad in the porta potty? No. You need to go I, on. You sent me something. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, go, watch either that YouTube link or it's it's on Twitter somewhere. It's hilarious. I mean, it doesn't really pertain to the race results, but it's one of the funniest clips I've ever seen in NASCAR. So you texted that to me. Just, I remember being like, "Ugh, gosh, I don't know what I was doing." <laughs> but yeah, well, she's doing my that. My brain is fried again. Four hours of sleep. Everybody's yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised because four hours of sleep. I think that's only happened to me once, but. Your brain is more fried than a chalupa from Taco Bell. Uh, While she is Googling that moment of internet um, awesomeness, um, let's take a look at some of these other results. Brad Keselowski, who was the victim of getting slightly walked in on in the porta potty by Denny Hamlin, finished his second, uh, where he very nearly broke on an almost two-year-long winless streak. Uh, Great run for Brad, and he has great speed every week. Uh, Christopher Bell... um, Third, Corey LaJoy, career best finish in fourth. I know you're about to see it, and I'm laughing just because I've seen the clip so many times now. Oh, no. If you all haven't seen that clip yet, just Google. Okay, he didn't lock the door. He didn't lock the door. No, like, who doesn't, who goes into a porta potty and doesn't lock the door? Who does that? Why would you do that? I... Denny has, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. No, he, he didn't. didn't. He the, did absolutely the, the not. The little knob thingy was... 
Green. Exactly. Yeah, the the place I worked up in D.C. It was a, it was an outdoor garden center. We didn't have any indoor bathrooms. We just had porta potties. I made sure to lock that thing every single time. Not that anybody other than me really used them, um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, I made Seriously? sure to lock the door every. T- yeah, not many people did, unless they were going for a smoke break. Um, exposing <laughs> all my workplace secrets. Now, yeah, it made a yeah. There is nothing like going to a porta potty in the summer that has previously been smoked in by your manager for half an hour it is just it's such a pleasant experience i just wouldn't go yeah i mean i've never used a porta potty in my life really how have you managed that i have like bathroom it's like you're a bathroom snob anxiety like i oh i got you picky like i like it i don't like rest either oh yeah i, I get that i mean and i want it to be clean obviously like everyone wants to use a clean restroom but yeah. like something's just weird me out and porta potties are one of those things and as a kid ugh. yeah I, i'm a guy so i don't really understand cleanliness at, at any level um but even i understand that yes you do want to use a clean restroom um probably gonna get an email from my whole from my whole boss now saying like hey why did you go on a podcast and talk about us oh. smoking in the porta potties um I but get over it. I know, right? Uh, anyway, um, no, I had a train of thought. Non-dis- yeah, I did not sign an NDA, I don't think. Um, <laughs> what was I going to talk about? I had a train of thought, and the train of thought derailed. <laughs> we were talking about porta potties. We were talking about porta potties. Oh, well, I had a really good joke, and I forgot it. Mm, it's going to come back to me right that? at the end of the show. I know. It, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it so annoying when you have a really good like thought it. and, you know, It doesn't happen often for me, but when it does, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. It was a really good bathroom joke, and I'm really sad I forgot it now. Um, Denny did did say on social media after, though, that it smelled like Hawaiian rolls when he opened the door. So funny, funny, funny little quip there. Funny plug for Brad's sponsor, uh, which was Hawaiian rolls this past weekend, and they are very, very good indeed. Um, Christopher Bell does finish third. He has three top fives this year, which, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Corey LaJoy, a career-best fourth. So, hey, shout-out Corey LaJoy. He's in the playoffs right now. I don't know how, but he may very well somehow make this thing. Tyler Reddick in fifth, turning his year around. Uh, Denny in sixth, solid run for DH, even if he did have a little run in after the race at Brad Keselowski. Um Ryan Blaney in 7th, Eric Jones in 8th, Ty Gibbs in ninth, career best finish for him. Kyle Busch was on fire for a brief second. He was caught up in a wreck for a brief second, and he somehow still finished his 10th because Kyle Busch... How do you go from, you're literally, literally on fire. Yeah, and and yeah, it may have just been exhaust, not a big fire, but still, like it, not many guys can do what he did. Austin Cindric 11th, Noah Gregson 12th, Ross Chastain in 13th. He was my pick to win. My pick to win, in fact, did not win. Alex Bowman in 14th. His top 10 streak is broken, but I think he's the only driver this year to have a top 14 in all five cup races. So, suck that, Cup Series field. Uh, Todd Gilland in 15th, AJ Allmendinger in 16th, Ricky Stenhouse 17th, Josh Berry 18th. Martin Truex matches his number with a 19th place finish. Austin Dillon in 20th. Michael McDowell 21st. Justin Haley 22nd. Ty Dillon 23rd. Cody, uh, uh, Cody Briscoe. That's definitely somebody's name somewhere. Chase Briscoe 24th. Cody Ware 25th. JD Yelly 26th. Bubba Salvage is a 27th after wrecking on lap 10. Um, it's never fun to see your favorite driver wreck out and you're not even like 4% through the race. That's just not very fun at all. Ryan Priest, 28th, Daniel Suarez, 29th, Almarola, 30th, Kyle Larson, 31st. Uh, I'm not that worried about him, but he is like 70 points out of the playoffs now, so slightly yeah, I worried. Mean, I, I'm not worried just because he seems to be kind of like on it this season, just not winning. Yeah, he's going to have to win one of these because it's really hard to, even as he good as he can be. Yeah, I mean. It is time. I it, mean, time for Denny as well, of course. Yeah. I mean, but I, if I'm not 5-team, I'm a little worried now because it's really hard to point yourself in just because the max points is, is 60. That's if you win both stages and the race. That's not going to happen very often. And, of course, if you win the race, you're locked in anyway. But if you're just, you know, kind of fooling around, there is no more time for fooling around. Even though we're only five races in, um, you know, 
Not good. Uh, William Byron, 32nd. Kevin Harvick. I thought Kevin Harvick was about to sneak up there and somehow win this thing. He uh, finishes 33rd. Harrison Burton, 34th. Chris Buescher, 35th. And BJ McLeod has the honor of finishing in last. Logano won stage one. Sindrick won stage two with a bonsai move. So, Emily, anybody on that result sheet that really impressed you this weekend? Anybody that was a little disappointing with how they ran? Disappointed in everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. They need to do better. Race better. Everybody needs to do better. Crash more. Yeah, yeah, do better, crash more. Yeah. I was impressed, though. I mean, I know you didn't get to see it, but... The truck and Xfinity races were, especially the Xfinity race, were hard to sit through. Uh, we are going to talk about Josh Williams later, by the way. I know it's a cut podcast, but it's still, yeah. like, one of the best things to happen in a long we time for NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. We 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 <laughs> do talk about Bruno, who, in this case, is Josh Williams. Entertainment. <laughs> we do need entertainment. Did you see Antonio Brown retweeted that, and then he took it down, which is no. really funny because Antonio Brown kind of did the same thing at an NFL game. He, like, ripped off his jersey and all his pads and just walked into the locker room. It was hilarious. I didn't even um, know who Antonio Brown was. Oh, he's an NFL wide receiver. Moment. So, yeah. Now I know. Um, now you I know. won't remember, but I know. Exactly. But, yeah, we are going to talk about that. Um, there was somebody that really impressed me, and that was Corey LaJoy. I know I've been saying that for, like, three weeks now, but, I mean, he's having the best year of his career. New Atlanta is easily the best track for him. Are you LaJoy? Like, are you ditching your guys and going LaJoy now? I'm is not. Did Bowman disappoint you now that he got his penalty? No, nah, Bowman's running good. I mean, he's not disappointing me, and, and Bubba's just kind of had some bad luck. But, hey, Corey LaJoy is higher in points than both of my drivers right now, so... I mean, I, I might have to. I, I, I kind of cheer for all the underdogs in all the series just because, you know, it's always fun to see the underdogs win. But um, I am really impressed with him, though, because four top 20s, a top 5, a top 10, four weeks in is really good. The only bad run was the 26th at Phoenix. Um, but he could legitimately point his way in here because if they keep running top 20, yeah, they can snag into their top 5 when we come back to Atlanta in July, you know, Daytona in August, Talladega. Uh, chances to get points before the playoffs, he could legitimately um, do something really good. I gotta, I, I, I was gonna say I'd be disappointed in Eric Jones, but that was before the white flag waved, and he went from 18th to 8th in one lap. From the back stretch to the start finish line, he went three and four wide, made a bonsai move through the middle, somehow made it work. Um, I am disappointed in Austin Dillon, both this past weekend and uh, all year, finished his 20th, and that's indicative of how he's ran all year. I don't know what's going on there. They really need to step it up. So we're going to take our second commercial break here. Um, and then uh, I guess we'll talk about Josh Williams and then preview Coda and go over the standings and do more stuff. Wendy's. We have chicken nuggets too. Wendy's. Again, these are just exquisite commercials, Emily. Thank you so much for recording well, these. Our advertisement budget, it's really high. It it really is. I mean the the I mean you're gonna you're gonna get a is there is is there like an Academy Award show for commercials? Because there should be. I've already won. I've already won. You've already oh yeah. There's no competition. There's no point. Um, no no point for anyone to even try to beat me. Exactly. I I win. I win. You you win. Yep. Um, let's talk about Josh. Let's talk about Josh Williams, the man who took NASCAR by storm. He has a very generic name, but what he did on Saturday was, I mean, way short of generic. Um, literally parked his car at the start-finish line, got out, gave deuces to the crowd, gave deuces to the flag man, walked in, basically got put in NASCAR jail for four hours, got to eat some Papa John's Meat Lover's Pizza while he was in the trailer, and then came out was uh, and gave some interviews, and he gets suspended. So that's it. That's all we got to talk about. Let's move on. No, I'm kidding. We're going to go in a little more in-depth than that because um, there are more layers to this. Uh, so give me give – me, I know you didn't get to see it live, Emily. I did send you the video, though. Give me your take on, on what happened. I'll give some background here for, for all our listeners. Uh, there is a hidden rule, the NASCAR rulebook, which states that if a, a piece of a damaged vehicle, whether that be debris from the vehicle or anything used to repair it, such as bare bond tape – um, anything like that comes off and extends a caution period. NASCAR has it within the rule book that it is legal to park them. Uh, they've never used that rule before. 
they were very quick on the trigger this time. I think they were already frustrated by a mess of kind of their own doing. They had like a 20-minute caution because they didn't know how to clean stuff up. And then this, the green flag came out. They threw it a half lap later for this debris when it was literally sitting there for a whole caution lap. And this was kind of their doing. Now, Josh Williams obviously could have, you know, been in a rider mind and not parked his car on a hot racetrack and then walked across the infield on a hot racetrack. Um... But I mean, give me your take on the whole situation, because I know you didn't get to see it live, but it, it was hilarious, and it was a moment that brought a lot of publicity uh, to NASCAR in a, in a funny and, and good way. Um, I watched that video, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, I think Denise tweet was just funny, too, because it's like... Yeah. I'll pay your fine. <laughs> I'll pay your fine. Yeah, let's be idiots together. Um, so... I don't know. It's just funny. I love it when dramatic, stupid things like that happen, and that's why that's what keeps me coming back. <laughs> it really and These guys are just idiots. It's unfortunate because he didn't get a fine, so he can't have Denny pay that. And I don't think Denny's going to take uh, take his suspension in solidarity with him. Um, Alex LeBay. I don't think so. Alex LeBay is going to fill in in the 92 this week for Josh Williams um, at Circuit of the Americas in that Xfinity Series race. So he'll, he'll lose driver points. Um, obviously, he's going to have to apply for a playoff waiver now for NASCAR. Uh, they did give Johnny Sauter in the Truck Series a waiver after he got suspended. Um, but I know NASCAR is probably a little more mad at, at uh, Josh Williams in this scenario, considering he did kind of stick it to the man and, and showed them up on national television. Um, so we'll, we'll see um, if he gets a playoff waiver. They hand him out like candy. I wouldn't at all be surprised if they gave him one and a pat on the back and the lollipop. But um, it, the whole thing was really funny because obviously you have the incident itself, right, where he parks his car. Foolish thing to do. Foolish thing to do. You don't park your car on a racetrack, much less get out of your car on a racetrack. It is hilarious, but it's not safe. Um, you know, safety first, kids. Seriously, though, safety first. You know, be safe, children. Um, even under caution, um, I can't remember the last time I just saw a guy, like, get out of his car on a live track. I mean, I, Chase Elliott did it at Darlington in 2020. The Wednesday night, the second race back, because Kyle Busch wrecked him, and then he got out of the car and, and flipped off Kyle Busch, and and uh, he didn't get penalized for that. But the last time I saw anybody run out on a track like this was the fan in 2007 at Watkins Glen who hopped a guardrail during a red flag and handed a pen and paper inside Matt Kenseth's car for an autograph. Um, there was a fan in Pocono at 1992 that hopped the fence, ran to the inside wall in the backstretch, ran right across the track, and cleared Kyle Petty's car by, I don't know, three or four seconds, and Kyle Petty literally did not slow down. He did not care, um, which obviously we could have had a dark situation on our hands there, but we didn't, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, the whole situation was hilarious because of that. You know, you don't see people get out of their cars and park them and walk across the track normally. Um... And then he goes to the NASCAR hauler. He's not allowed to do an interview. He asks for his phone. He can't have that. He asks for his backpack with his stuff in it so he can change. He can't have that. He asks for a drink. He can't have that. And then eventually they gave him Papa John's. And I think from what I'm hearing, and this is true, at least from what his eyewitness account and from some journalists, that he and some NASCAR officials just sat in the trailer, ate pizza, Waited for the big man, the series Xfinity Series director, Wayne Auten, to come down and, and yell at him. But it sounds like he and some officials had a grand old time just chilling, eating some pizza. So um, any day where you get Papa John's is never a bad day, in my opinion. But, you know, he did get suspended for a race. Um, what are your thoughts here on the on the penalty? Was it too harsh? Was it too lenient? Um, because... So you know, anytime anyone breaks a rule on that has to do with safety, I'm not sure that there's a too harsh punishment. You know, yeah. Um, you've got to make sure people know you're serious, because what happens if that happens again, or it happens with someone else? I mean, that's an issue. So, you don't want something to become a habit. You don't want to, people to think it's okay. And so, you know, you've got to make sure that you kind of follow through with what you said. If, if that's a rule, do it. Now, I mean, what they've done in the past with the rule, whatever. So, 
I, I respect I respect people um, having the consequences that need to happen. Yeah, I, I do too. And and he even said himself that he supports NASCAR's decision. I think he was more. I, I think he knows he deserved that penalty. I think he was more frustrated with NASCAR using a rule to park him in the first place right. that they never use. Like, I, I've never heard that rule ever come that. up. Yeah, I get that, too. He had every right to be mad. Did he express his anger in the right way? No. He should have gone to the garage and, and probably, you know, thrown hands with, with an official or something like that. Um, but he, he did have a right to be mad because that rule is, is never enforced. And if it ever has been, I don't think the driver in question that, that committed the infraction has ever been penalized in a harsh enough manner to warrant parking them. Um, so did he handle it right? No. Did he have a right to be upset about the original ruling? Absolutely. It's an abstract rule. It's a rule that's hidden in the deep depths of the NASCAR rulebook and probably won't be used again for another five to ten years um, unless they decide to start calling everybody out for, excuse me, start calling everybody out for that now, which which isn't going to happen. Um, so yeah, that, that's our take on Josh Williams. When we come back from yet another exquisite commercial break, we are going to preview Coda, look at the point standings, and uh, say our goodbyes, I guess, after that. KFC, where the chicken is almost as good as McDonald's. KFC. Alrighty, it is that time again. We are going to... Um, Ooh, you well, just sounded so country there. I know, right? I said we're going to preview... Time again. It's that time again for Parnell's Old Country Sausage. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, not time for sausage yet. It's uh, 8 o'clock at night. Um, anyway, I forgot to do this earlier when we were actually reviewing Atlanta, Emily. What are your thoughts on Atlanta? What are your thoughts on the race? This is way out of sync now. I promise we'll preview code after this. But what I did mean, you think about this race at Atlanta? Here's what I think about Elena. I, I do like peaches. Oh, okay. I mean, who doesn't? They are yeah. good. Not wait, the best wait, fruit. I mean, blackberries are better. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A headquarters is out there. That's what it is. Yep. Chick-fil-A. So, I approve of Atlanta. Does that answer your question? Uh, yes, I actually did hear a story. <laughs> the Xfinity race took so long. There was an NASCAR journalist. He was there with his wife, and they were just chilling in the infield. The cautions took so long. I think at the start of stage two, she left the track because she was hungry. She didn't want any of the food in the concession stands. She drove down to a Hawaiian-themed Chick-fil-A half an hour away. Yes, they have those. She, yep, and they, they picked up, or she picked up food for her and her husband. She drove back, and she's a media member. She has media credentials. She missed a whole stage of the race because it was just caution, caution, caution. Drove back. Uh, it's like an hour and a half round trip. You know, gave the food to her husband and everything. Got back in her in her spot in the infield, and the last stage was finally starting. It took a whole stage, like an hour and a half. So, that, I mean, that doesn't really relate to the cup race, but still, it, it's just really funny to me that, you know, that's how bad the Xfinity race, or at least the first bit of the Xfinity race was, that that's what was happening. Um, anyway, this weekend we're going to Kilda, going to Austin, Texas, which is a place I despise because of the Texas Longhorns. But uh, it seems like a pretty cool city, at least from, you know, I mean, I, I haven't been to Austin, but it at least seems from pop culture and everything that that's where all the hippies in Texas are. So shout out to all the hippies in Texas going to Kilda this weekend. Um, hey, we've got a cousin, that, a cousin that lives there, but she's not a hippie. Oh. Okay, well, see, stereotype broken, boom, right there. Um, anyway, going to going to Coda this weekend, boy, we have a stack entry list in all three series. There are guys in the truck race coming down from Xfinity and Cup. There are guys in the Xfinity race coming down from Xfinity. Or wait, no, my bad. There are guys in the Xfinity race coming down from Cup, um, and there are guys in the Cup race coming from Formula One, which uh, that is that is uh, before. The Miami race last year, uh, Circuit of the Americas was Formula One's America race, America's Grand Prix, um, and I believe America. it was the re- America. It was the return to America for F1 for the first time since like 2006. I don't know like anything about Formula One. I know like five drivers, and that's about it. And I know that uh, they're big fans of them in jolly old England. So. Um, Gonna have to when I move there, I'm gonna have to gonna have to transition them into being NASCAR fans because that's just unacceptable. Um, anyway, going to Coda, I, you're not gonna know who any of these people are, Emily, and I barely do either. But we got some F1 drivers coming over this weekend, and it's gonna be a darn fun time. Filling in, like I know them. 
uh, you can pretend if that you know them, okay. sure. Okay. In the nine, filling in for Chase Elliott, we have the 31-year-old who looks probably what I'm going to look like when I'm 31 years old, except minus the glasses. He has glasses. He looks like a nerd. He has short brown hair, so basically a reincarnation of me, but older. Uh, Jordan Taylor filling in in the number nine car oh, for yeah. Chase Elliott. Yeah, yeah woo, 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 okay. woo. Formula One champion, or maybe not Great. a champion. Great. Um, Can't wait. I can't remember if he's a champion or if he's just a race winner or if he's just racing Formula One before. I honestly have no clue. Um, but good for you. Good for you. Woohoo. Secondly, he's a guy that's about 100 times more familiar than NASCAR because he has won, uh, not won, run one more race than Jordan Taylor, Kimi Raikkonen. He had his Cup Series debut last August at Watkins Glen. Had like a top oh, 15 yeah, run going. Well, yeah, what a race that was <laughs> before Austin right. Dillon uh, put him into the guardrail. Yeah, yeah, it didn't end so well for him. I, re you know, I I follow him so closely. I remember yeah. that. Big Kimi Raikkonen fan yeah. over here in Emily, definitely. Um, yeah. His name is really hard to pronounce, by the way. I, I've heard it so many times now no, that it comes not, naturally. Not when you know it so um, well. It looks like Raikkonen or Raikkonen. It looks like a Viking it's name. Like, it's like Rakuten, like that. Uh, it's not spelled or anything close to Rakuten, but you can call him Kimi Rakuten. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Okay. Probably some free sponsor dollars out there waiting to happen. Kimi Rakuten, former Formula One world champion, um, which we should start calling our guys NASCAR world champions because, I mean, there there aren't any other NASCARs out there that I'm aware of, so let's, let's just go ahead and do that. Um, that sounds fun. Uh, former Formula One world champion, he won a crap ton of races, got on a crap ton of podiums, which <laughs> second and third place are just first and second loser. Uh, you know, all the comments about medals and all that stuff because, you know, Formula One or whatever, I don't know. I'm going into all the stereotypes, you know, Ricky Bobby stereotypes. If you're not first, you're last, which is funny because I always tell people that in NASCAR, NASCAR is the only sport, well, aside from, you know, IndyCar and F1, motorsports, but I use NASCAR because I'm a NASCAR fan, is the only sport where your favorite, uh, the guy that you're cheering for cannot win and you can still be content with their day, which is, you know, ironic to me that we have this whole mantra about us is only caring if our guy wins or not when, hey, if our guy finishes like 10th or 12th or 4th, we're still really happy with our day. Um which, you know, isn't something to be found in in every other sport. Um, you know, like tonight with the Arkansas Razorbacks, who cut the lead down to 23. They're still getting absolutely clonked by the Yukon Huskies. Oh, 23? Yeah, down to 23 points, matching the date oh. today, which is... Uh, I, I got 25, so... Oh, I'm do you? Behind or something. Uh, well, yeah. I was going to watch it on YouTube How TV. How much time and then, the for you? Uh, six minutes. But I just looked it up on Google. I'm not watching it or anything. I just Googled it just because I wanted to see uh, if it got had gotten much worse. Three and a half. What? Am I not watching the right game? No, I think you are. I think my my internet's pretty bad here. Um, okay. Here in New York <laughs> City, you know. Uh, we're not in New York City, if you couldn't tell. Because it'd be insanely loud behind us. You know, it's a city that never sleeps. Um uh, what were you Oh, yeah. Uh, last F1 guy coming in this weekend. <laughs> another Formula One world champion. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Jensen Button, which sounds like the name of a British World War One hero or a British teddy bear line. Like, who? first of all, who names their kid Jensen? That's like a private school tuition waiting to happen. Second of all, your last name is literally <laughs> Button, dude button like there's nothing wrong with a good button but that's what that's what you use to close a shirt that that's not a button is something that you press it's not a name so i don't know what you know what he was thinking uh since he totally had control over his last name but again I, i'm saying the name jensen dude it seems funny to me but again, who names their kid jensen like no disrespect who names their kid jensen i don't get that um we also have two other notable guys. One of them, Connor Daly. God bless him. He's back in the number 50 car again. That rolling piece of garbage. Uh, if it even fires, I'll be impressed. If it's not bouncing as bad as it was at Daytona, I'll be impressed. And then the last guy, Emily, he's kind of new to NASCAR. He's actually a rookie. Uh, Going to be driving the blue 84 for Legacy Motor Club. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I haven't. I think it's his first start, actually. Um... G I can't pronounce his name. Jim, 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 my Jones son. I, I don't know. I probably butchered that. 
Uh, oh, Jimmy John. Oh, Jimmy Johnson. That's how you pronounce that. Yeah, it, it says he's done something in some motorsport, uh, like something like 83 wins, seven championships, plus a win in their lower series. So I don't know if that's true. That seems like a stretch. It also says he's the team owner. So I don't really know what's going on with that. Uh, if you couldn't tell through the obvious sarcasm, we're talking about the man, the one, the only, the legend, Jimmy Johnson. He's back in the 84 this week. Um, also announced that he will be running the Coke 600, so we'll get to see him uh, at Charlotte. But those are the five, I guess, like special guys on the entry list. Any one of them, Emily, really intrigue you on how uh, how they're going to run this weekend? Sorry, I was searching something for a work team that just came in. <laughs> You're good. Um, the, uh, <laughs> my brain is crazy. Uh, so, yeah, no, I don't know. So, don't ask me a question right now. Okay. It's mush. I won't. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, Jimmy Johnson stands out because he's Jimmy Johnson. But I admire on the F1 guys. I think Kimi Raikkonen, he's in good equipment with Trackhouse. I mean, he's going to be driving what Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain get to drive every week. I think he could have a top 10. And, Emily, I don't know if you remember it or not because this happened in the offseason, but there are no stage cautions at road courses. They're still going to throw the green and white checkered. They're still going to award points, but there won't be a caution. So there's a chance this race could go caution-free. So that's going to play, that's going to throw a wrench into things, that's going to make strategy a lot more prominent and prevalent. Um, but I'm really interested in seeing how all those F1 guys do, because it's, it's you know, it's a whole different deal. Even with the next-gen car that supposedly, that's not a word, supposedly drives more like a sports car, totally different discipline in motorsport. So uh, we're going to take what is probably our last commercial break, come back and preview Coda for the, like, third other drivers racing because there's not only going to be five guys out on track. That'd be really boring. Preview Coda for the rest of them guys. Make our picks. Look over the Cup Series standings, and then we'll go night-night. McDonald's. Get you some chicken nuggets. Alrighty, we are back. Let's preview Coda. Let's talk about what's going to happen this weekend. Alex Bowman's going to win. Bubba Wallace is going to finish second. That's all you need to know. If that actually happens, I will eat a hat. Um... No, I won't. That's a terrible idea. I do have a hat announcement later, later too, so I need to remember that and not forget like last time. Um, Bowman did nearly win this race, though. If you remember last year, uh, AJ Allmendinger booted Ross Chastain out of the way. Ross Chastain decided that, uh, personally, he wasn't going to take that type of disrespect and decided to boot AJ Allmendinger and Alex Bowman out of the way with one fell swoop. Fed two burns, uh, birds with one scone, as we say here in my family. We don't eat, like to use the violent term, so, you know, we don't say kill two birds with one stone because that's just really sad. So, we feed two birds with one scone in this household, um... And, uh, yeah, Bowman was second in the cup race last year, kind of choked away the truck race, too, so it was a really rough weekend for him. Um, going to Coda, I'm not going to pick Ross Chastain. I really, really want to. Um, I'm not going to pick him. But, Emily, who do you think is going to be up front going to a road course but no Chase Elliott? So one of the biggest – or sorry, one of the best road course guys out uh, my two drivers are okay at road courses. Bubba was really bad early in his career. He's slowly getting better. Bowman nearly won here last year. So who do you think is going to be up front and running good at Coda? Um, let's get some Denny up there. But also, I mean, I'm still waiting on that Larson win. Oh. I know. Me too. Um, of course, I'd love to see Bowman and Wallace. I mean, just like you said, maybe we'll see some Corey LaJoy. I don't know. Um... Hop on the Corey hype train right now. Hop He's going to be the train. next seven-time champion. Book it. Yep. Yep. So, you never know. No. Um, we'll, see. we'll see how it rolls. I think Chase Elliott being out, I mean, we've seen, I'm not going to talk about TV ratings, but I think it has really affected the TV ratings, but that doesn't really have anything to do with anything we're talking about. But um, having one of the best road course drivers out there gone is huge because it makes Kyle Larson the road course um, uh, like top dog this week. He is the guy who won at Watkins Glen last year. That wasn't our last road course. Who won the road pole last year? I can't remember. I can't remember for the life of me who won that race. Um, I think it was Chase Elliott. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, I honestly can't remember though. Um, 
but it was always, who's it going to be, Larson or Elliott? You know, those are going to be the two guys. And now it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, considering Chase Elliott is, you know, kind of not racing, it can't really be him or Kyle Larson. But I think we're going to see him up there. Chastain got his first career win here. Daniel Suarez uh, dominated stage one here last year. But I have my on. He's kind of an underdog, but he's kind of not. A.J. Allmendinger got his first Cup career win in 2014 at Watkins Glen. Got his second career win at the Indianapolis Roval. Both road courses, and he nearly won here last year. And I, he's dominated. I think he has like nine wins in the Xfinity Series on road courses. I'm already going to come out. I'm not going to say my poll pick yet, but I'm picking A.J. Allmendinger to win this weekend. And I know he hasn't been that fast this year. But it doesn't matter. It's a road course. It's basically, those are his playgrounds. I mean, he, I think he, I don't know if he'll dominate, but I think he'll qualify really good. You know, I don't care. He's going to win the pole. He's going to win the pole. He's going to win the race. I'm just going to go ahead and make those picks. I think A.J. Allmendinger is going to do it. Who, who are your pole and win picks this weekend, Emily? Besides Denny. Well, you can add Denny, but who who will be, really? Not, not Allmendinger. No. Wow. We're going Larson. Getting on the Larson train. He's going to pull a Logano. He's going to pull. He's going to get the stages. He's going to win it all. Wow. Bold prediction here. This is weak. Bold prediction here. I know how much you love green flag pit stops. And there might be a lot. Well, not a lot because there might only be like two or three pit stops. But um, considering the fact that this race may very well go green the whole time, strategy, fuel strategy, Fuel mileage is going to play as big of a part in a NASCAR Cup race as it has in a really long time. This will be the first race since 2016 Homestead where there are no guaranteed cautions and no stage breaks. They are still going to award stage points. There's still going to be a stage winner. Second through 10th is still going to get points, but no caution flag. So we might not have a restart in this race, which makes qualifying all the more important track position is huge even bigger than it is um on a normal week at road courses on a normal week in general so i'm like if this race does come down to fuel mileage who do you think could be laying in the weeds in sixth or seventh or maybe even 12th place if the leaders start to run out of gas who could have us be having a solid day and and get up there or who are any crew chief driver combinations that you think have the fuel thing figured out that you think could maybe just play everybody and get the win Nobody. Ooh, burn. <laughs> burn. Although it, have it figured out. I was thinking though. I was about to say Kyle Larson and uh, really? um, uh, Cliff Daniels, but remember, all four Hendrick drivers don't have their crew chiefs. They don't have their crew chiefs. They have right interim now. guys. Oh. Yeah, Bowman. I don't think that's gonna work out for them. Yeah, Bowman. I mean, he has Greg Ives, who he worked with from 2018 right. to 2021s or 22. Like so a, at least that comfort level yeah i mean he he still worked with the guy for five years so you know i think he'll be okay but yeah how i mean if there is fuel strategy at the end of this race i'd be much higher on larson i think he's still gonna have a great day but i don't know if he can win especially if it is a fuel mod race not having that uh camaraderie and you know everything with your crew chief you know that's big especially in a fuel mileage race so um, going with Larson for your pick, let's take a look at the standings now, going into Circuit of the Americas. Um, five weeks in, Joey Logano locks himself into the playoffs. He is locked in along with Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Busch, and William Byron. And he also vaulted himself into the regular season points lead by a huge margin of one point. Which is Bowman's rightfully, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> I think Bowman has would have like 190 points so he'd be ahead of everybody by 14 15 uh my nascar app will not load emily can you pull up the standings on your computer because my you my internet's betcha. garbage you can read those off my internet is uh is straight trash tonight trash oh wait here it goes maybe so i was oh you can go ahead and read them off if you want okay. to. Mine are still so, loading. number one, we got Joey Logano with 177 points. Right behind him, Christopher Bell with 176. Ross Chastain with 172. Ryan Planey in fourth place with 161. And Brad Keselowski with 160. They are all Look at Brad. Back. Look at Brad. Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Sidney Hamlin, and Daniel Suarez wrapping up place six through ten. Then we've got... Austin Sendrick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chris Buescher, Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, AJ Allmendinger, Michael McDowell, 
I Gibbs and Alex Bowman rounding out our top uh, 20th place. Skip a few there, and down at the bottom, you got Justin Haley with the negatives. Oh. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he at like negative 20 points still? Negative oh my 25. goodness. Oh no. Hey, okay. pat yourself on the back, everybody. You still have more points than Justin Haley this year in NASCAR. Oh. Um, I thought you get to make that joke like 10 weeks in a row. I know. We're probably like going to three, get... I, okay, get, what if he rolls into the into Daytona for a regular season finale? He just had a terrible year, and then he has like negative 10 points, and he wins and get, makes the playoffs. That'd be a very NASCAR thing to happen. Um, that would be just... One guy you rightfully no, didn't mention... Would be so mad. I know. I would be. One guy you rightfully didn't Did mention, mention because he's having such a terrible year is Austin Dillon again. I'm disappointed in him. I know it's... He, what place is he in? 22nd. He is... Yeah, I stopped at 20 because no one beyond that matters. Oh, gosh. I'm glad Bowman's in the top 20 then because I would have been crying myself to sleep tonight. Um, it was more like I was I was tired. Oh, boy. Okay, Razorbacks like, lost I'm by like, 23. Wow. That's, I just like to make jokes. Yeah, no. That's... Oh, Hogs lost by 23, but... Oh well, uh, um, yeah, it's over. Uh, Dylan, no, um, Kyle Busch is at your team. You got one of the best to ever do it as your teammate, and I know that doesn't automatically make it where, um, where, where you know you're going to automatically be better. But still, man, I mean that equipment has been proven it can win and dominate already this year. I don't know what Austin Dillon's doing. I mean, you, we can't blame the reality TV show anymore. Um, so he just got to like. Step it up, dude. Um, I will say, though, I'm going to say this again. Let's go, Corey LaJoy. He's currently in the playoffs right now by 11 yes. points. So let's go, Corey LaJoy. Get on the Corey hype train. Anybody that you're disappointed in right now in the standings, Emily, anybody that you're really impressed with early on? You know, I'd love to see Denny lower, Kyle Busch higher, but that's not a surprise to anybody. Wait, you just got those totally mixed up. Or did you mean to do that? You said okay. you said I would love to see Denny lower, Kyle Busch higher. So okay, switching allegiances yeah. here from Kyle Busch to Denny Hamlin. Okay. You shouldn't play Tetris while I talk. Yeah, don't Tetris and talk, kids. We've already seen the dangers. <laughs> I do want to shout out the. the no, wait a minute, and you have it recorded. Yeah, it's on the record. It's going in the Library of Congress now. Uh, okay. Did you know that every tweet every American's ever sent out is stored in the Library of Congress? Not even. I sure. learned that. That made me so glad I'm not on Twitter because I would have said something about some referee in a Razorback game and and totally gotten like like found out in the investigation on Capitol Hill. Okay. Again, I know this is not a Razorback podcast, so that'd be fun. We should do that sometime. Um, did you know that what's his face? Musselman's son is the director of operations for the basketball team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure that's the guy who like holds him back from getting. Oh, I'm sure. He's got to be like, Dad, no. His son's like, Dad. It's like, Dad, if you get a technical foul, I'm grounding you. We are going to we are going to reverse I mean, the roles here. He's an adult. He's not a That's kid, true. obviously. By the way, Eric Musselman but, is kind of ripped for 50. I didn't know he's 58 years old, but he's kind of ripped, honestly. Yeah, he's got, like, grown children. I so. know, right? Um, Crazy. Oh, was it? oh uh, Chevrolet is leaking the owner points, or manufacturer points, by 9 over Ford, Fixer Repair Daily, uh, and by 16 over Toyota, which <laughs> I don't really have an insult for Toyota. A lot of older fans probably do about how it's a foreign manufacturer but i'm not gonna say anything about that because i'm not one of those older fans um so yeah th- those are the standings that's really about all we have to talk about so you know incredibly short podcast tonight went over josh williams went over all the formula one drivers that we definitely know a lot about went over atlanta went over coda so much um and yeah, hopefully Coda, appears... apparently is Circuit of the Americas. I learned that tonight during this podcast. Did you learn that tonight? Well, everybody just calls it Coda because <laughs> it's two and two together. It's a mouthful to to say Circuit of the Americas every time because you know it, it takes like two seconds longer and you know time is precious. Um, but yeah, hopefully Priori's podcast all four Coda Circuit of the Americas. We can just say both of them combined. You know that uh, definitely saves time. Um, Hopefully that'll be out either tomorrow or Saturday, most likely tomorrow night, which tonight feels like Friday night for whatever reason. Um, anyway, speaking of the Razorbacks, I'm really hoping the baseball team cannot disappoint us like the basketball team did tonight. But, you know, 
Good game, UConn. Um, shout out to the Hogs. You made it around further than you, you thought you, we thought you would. So you know, props to. Than anyone thought they would. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But, huh, big weekend. Triple header coming up this weekend. And, and you can go to the Spotter Sin YouTube page to, to follow all that. Um, got a cut for your show coming out tomorrow. Probably a layman. Gosh, I don't know what I just said. You know what I just said? I just spoke some, like, old. I just spoke some Gaelic, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, triple header this weekend. Cut for your show tomorrow on the Spotter Sin YouTube channel. I'll probably have Emily on there. I'll probably be all by my lonesome on the podcast tomorrow because Emily actually has like a life and friends uh, that she Emily sees. Emily has to do her second job. Woo! Wait, what? What's your second job? Are you working at a bowling alley? No. I do some baking. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, selling cookies. So, yeah. Illegally, technically, <laughs> but you know we don't mention. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's totally legal. Totally illegal. You're not going to get found out. The the Oklahoma government has much more important. Oh dear, Oklahoma government has much more important matters. I know it's. We are totally in the. We are totally within the parameters of the law here at Below the Yellow Line. Um, so be sure to stay tuned to the Spotter Sin YouTube page all weekend long for updates on Coda, and then next week we go to Richmond. Um, and we're not going to be able to get to watch the race together Sunday, Emily, unfortunately. But next Monday through Thursday, I'll actually be, like, together in person with Emily. So, should get a, should get some in-person shows and should get at least one in-person podcast. And, uh, you know, the audio will be a little better. Um, and we will be at our comedic best. And hopefully her mom will walk in and sneeze. Although that was pretty funny. Uh, doesn't make for the best of podcast material. So, um... Hilarious. Thank you all for listening, especially all you people in, in Brussels, Belgium. Um, and I kept, I almost forgot again, the Hat Quest, I introduced this last week. Um, it's not going great, partly because I'm lazy, partly because Richard Childress Racing has not responded to an email. I'm not totally shocked, but I did send it nine days ago. I thought if I was going to have anything, I'd have it by now. I might email Hendrick or Penske. I, I'll try Right now, it's not looking that great. Um, I really wanted to see how quickly one of these teams might respond, um, and they haven't. So if you want a full rundown of what that is, go listen to the end of last week's podcast. But um, again, thank you for watching, listening, especially to you uh, lovely souls in Belgium. Um, Anything you want to add, Emily, before we go off the air? You know, everyone, make sure you leave us a comment. Tell us what you want to hear from us. Subscribe, follow, whatever the button says. Yeah, and click all the buttons. Give us, give us a like, a share, a review, all the things. So make sure uh, you do that. We'd like yeah. for you to stick around. We would. I also I want to thank everybody. I had two videos in the past, uh, like forty eight hours. Both get like three hundred fifty views each. So that was really cool. That doesn't really happen that often. Um, so you know, go to the Spotter Shane YouTube page. More national coverage on all three series. Uh, thank you for coming on again, Emily. Hopefully have you on the pre-race show tomorrow night. And uh, we'll have a podcast out tomorrow night uh, previewing all things CODA, which stands for what, Emily? Circuit of the Americas. No, it's Circuit of Asia. Come on. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, anyway, we will see you all later. Thank you for tuning in to a podcast about cars going in circles between two completely nonsensical people. That is definitely our new tagline. Goodbye, everybody.